We lose every week! We lose every week! We lose every week! You're nothing special! We lose every week! Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts... Chris and Case. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 182 of the official live post-game show for the Detroit Lions Reddit subreddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Trev. Punk Rocket Trev. How you doing, buddy? So great. I'm eating cheese and crackers right now because mm-hmm. uh had enough bear sausage shoved down my throat all day. <laughs> it sounds like... About yeah, right. Uh, we got a great show today. In even in light of the team's loss, we've got your therapy. It's it's the therapy session. We may need a little little from you guys as well. So we'll take some of your calls. We'll talk about that. Uh, talk about what happened in the game. Uh, what does the future hold? What does the season mean for this team now? And uh, like I said, we'll take your calls. Trev, you ready to go, my man? Yep. Like our hopes the postseason. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon, patreon.com. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. That's right. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian B. from I Prevail. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Hook us up with that multi-donation. We'll get you in the Slack, which was hopping today, by the way. Um, again, it's 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 smart conversation. It's not... Um, <laughs> It's it's not some of the other places we go where it can be pretty caustic in some of those game threads or whatever. But uh, uh, really, really good chat there, intelligent stuff. And also, we do the pre-show show, pre-show, pre-show, sneak peek show. Uh, and that goes out for all of our Slack people, or our uh, Slack and our Patreon people as well. So patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As long as you donate as little as a dollar a month, you'll get set up for all of that great stuff. Also, don't forget about us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see the Trev. With his pants tied up above his head. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, get us up there. We love those uh, those folks who have subscribed. Use multiple accounts, whatever it takes. Uh, a little bit more, and we get to that that magic number that we need to get to. And also rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find us. Spotify, what? Yeah, we're on Spotify. You can check us out there. I uh, love those reviews. Five star reviews all the time there. Thank you very much for those and uh, constructive criticism. We've got it. We'll talk about that again a little bit on in the Tuesday show and uh, some some things we're doing. But uh, make sure to share that in the subreddit. That's the best place for that. That's where we see it the most and easy and uh, can uh, adjust to make the show yours. It's the community show, so be part of the community. All right, let's go. Let's talk about this game. This is no time for a quick release. We're going deep. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about this Bears game. I mean, it's hard. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's um, decidedly not hard today, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. Um, you know, it's. I want to talk about anything other than the Bears game, but and I do have to do one thing first. Um, my 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 poor son. It's his birthday today. He's made fourteen years old, and unfortunately for him, I've punished him with the whole Lions fandom thing, and um, he he sat through the whole game today with me, and and suffered, and now I'm running away from him to do this thing that. I'd actually much rather be hanging out with him playing video games or doing something else, but here we are. So, happy birthday, bud, and uh, I'll, I'll be there soon. So. All right, let's let's uh, let's get with this. Um, a lot of talk about pa- uh, Stafford. Uh, I almost called him Padford. <laughs> um, I want to go. <laughs> last week, Sam Man had, had the, the paper sack on his head, and we talked about this today, you and I. And uh, I was like, oh, man, if you got that paper bag ready, go ahead and get those holes cut in it because um, it's probably time. And he came back with, I'm going with plastic. And then shortly, he said, well, after all this fucking, I'm going straight to latex. <laughs> latex, one of the funniest funniest things I saw all day in the midst of that misery. Um, let's start out. Why don't you talk about what you saw out there, Trev, and um, I'll, I'll try, to, try to bear witness. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I saw a team that cannot win or play a football game. Um, it was horrible. It was the running game was like smashing a banana into a wall. Like, like it was just like there, we couldn't move the ball. We couldn't stop anything. I guess we did pretty well against their run game today, but um, without Darius Slay, we are just chasing deer back there. Like it's, it was completely on defense in our secondary, completely ineffectual. We made, I don't know what his final stat line was, but Mitch Trubisky looked like Brett Favre out there. Just tore us apart. He just shredded us. I mean, obviously, it doesn't help that Slay didn't play, and that was a that was a big loss for us. But boy, um, <laughs> that was that was a shit show to see Trubisky do that to our defense. And I mean, we we looked bad out there. Let's, let's frankly, I mean. <sighs> I feel like we have talent on the roster. This is this is where it gets to be the <laughs> hardest part, right? I feel like we look at the roster and we have we have talent there. I look and I feel like we've got good coaches. I don't want to say they were completely unprepared out there, but they weren't prepared, right? There, nothing was at anything above a mediocre level. Like everything was just mediocre at best. What I what I want to say is that I think we do have talent on this roster. Then I also think that I think that I thought that in the Owen 16th season, I was like, there's like a couple guys out there that can, you know, like that can play football. And I don't, I don't know if this is they're diving nose deep into a rebuild or what, but this, it was granted the bears team is better than the bears. team we played in the last few years, mm-hmm. but we they made that much slow. worse. We shouldn't be that much worse than we were last year, and it it seems like these like we have this whole new guard of coaches out there, like Matt Nagy, and like what the Chiefs are kind of doing, and what the Rams are doing with Sean McVay, and there's this whole new generation of coaches coming through, and our guys look like they're scheming to play against teams from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the one of the biggest things that I noticed specifically on defense is that on that first touchdown drive, we. There's a large, a long bomb, and we had to get reset quickly. And they were down on the, the two yard line. Yep, yep. And we were running a wide nine on the goal line. <laughs> what is that? We had 
we had two defensive linemen inside the tackles on the goal line. We were no wonder they scored. We were woefully unprepared for up tempo, and um, I bet we'll see that again this season at least once. Uh, we couldn't even have slow dance, to, let alone a up tempo. Um, <laughs> no, and that's it. It felt like our team was in mud. Did you see? I mean, Glover Quinn was slow, and we know he's been slower this year than than previous years. He's definitely seemed to have lost a step, but. Everybody out there just seemed to be ankle deep, knee deep in mud when they run. It was so slow for everything to happen. Well, and then the injury pieces that we got with uh, Marvin Jones and carry on. That's just fuck. it looked like when we were playing zone and I'm, I'm assuming we were playing zone on defense to make up for the fact that Slay wasn't there and that we need extra help <laughs> to give Nevin Lawson. I, I feel like Nevin Lawson Shed is like Lawson this pick kid. one who needed help. <laughs> Nevin Lawson's like a kid who's swinging his hardest at a pinata, and it's like a foot above his head every time. <laughs> he's, just like, <laughs> he's trying so hard, but he just can't get it. How about and Diggs? Diggs? Diggs looked like he was playing right, and he's been he got paid, and he's the one he's out there digging. Diggs, Diggs and Galladay are like the two people, and Carry On, I guess, are the people that I like stake my future hopes and dreams on because they're out there trying. Uh, it just, we were, especially on defense, we were two steps behind the play every play. And yep. we couldn't catch up to the receivers. We couldn't put pressure on Trubisky. He had like, God knows how long to, to we, I don't think we had a sack today. But if we did, it wasn't very many. And he just had forever to throw the ball. And then when, he, when there wasn't anybody open, he could run it for 10 yards on us and we couldn't catch up to him. It's like, does, does Ziggy Ansa, does he's back in there, but he's, I've never, I haven't seen him make any impact this whole time. Like there, I'm at a loss for words. This is, this season sucks because we thought we had a shot and now it's clear that we don't No, And that really hurts. Did you see the play where Bradley soul, um, body slammed Jared Davis? Like he rolled over and took him down. And there's a yeah. little pushing and shoving after. No flag. No flag. You know what else I didn't see was uh, when Davis shoved Trubisky out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Granted, that was late and stupid of him. Absolutely. And he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Stupid play. Should have been penalized. But when he was coming off the field, he had two or three punches thrown at him. And yeah. There wasn't any flags. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even start to go on the rabbit hole blaming this game on the officials. No, even no, 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 no. This isn't on the officials. But, but it, 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 the one thing I saw, and this is something I, I, I saw an article. I don't remember where I saw it on it, but it's a. There was a great point, kind of refired some uh, some synapses for me. Um, it was the whole punch him as you're getting up, give him the extra blow in between. Not super hard. Not something that's going to call a penalty, but constantly just beaten beating on him and knocking him down and mentally taking its toll. It doesn't really physically hurt him, but it's just this complete lack of respect. And over time and over the course of a game, it just wears him down. And that's what I saw all day. The, the Bears taking an extra shot, taking an extra push, an extra punch. And it's they're hungrier. They're driven. They had they had everything that they self-prepared for to beat the Lions today. And the Lions really didn't seem to have anything. And you can kind of you kind of hope that it, or wish that it was like hockey where you could just hire a big goon and have him mm-hmm. go out there and at least you're losing. At least you're going to go out and throw some punches and stuff. The bruise butt of the brothers, man. Um, it's not like the same. It's not the same game, but yeah. you're, you're right. The bears were out there looking like they were trying to fight for a playoff spot. And we looked like we were out there trying to cash a paycheck mm-hmm. and get home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's 
part of it's on the players, I would say. Like um, a really good example of this is you're watching a team that used to have a deep ball, that used to have a great passing game, like uh, an outrageous passing attack. And that was a year and a half ago or like half a year to a year ago. And now no one can get open. And because no one can get open, Stafford's throwing into coverage and it's bouncing off our hands or going over their heads or like we just couldn't complete a pass to save our lives today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was like, and then on top of that, if you can't run the ball, it's, it's, it's one thing to be balanced and be able to succeed at some of it, (laughs) but if you're, (laughs) you're a balanced team and you can't run or pass, Mm -hmm. you're you're not going to win a football game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's right. And we'll start just grabbing some stuff out of chat here. Ken's talking about the refs having zero impact in the lions problems this year. I'd say as uh, you're, you're absolutely right. As far as the lions problems, the refs didn't have, but the, there's a piece, and it happens to every team, right? There, it really every team at some point or another has like, whoa, what the heck was that kind of call? And and it's it's a, a thing where you kind of have to beat the refs. But the Lions are are particularly different in that they've always fallen apart <laughs> when that bad call <laughs> happened, right? And it's like, wow, it wasn't. They weren't broken by the other team. They were broken, I guess, by themselves, right? Oh, here it is again, right? It's one of those things where they just didn't have the spirit. I know there's like a cultural shift there. Having, I, I wouldn't say the refs lost in this game, but there's there's a component that's worth talking about. There's a there's a piece there, and what was their role in the game? I mean, ideally, the refs are transparent. They're not. You don't see them on the field. The game just happens, right? But they're humans, and I I'm pretty certain, and I didn't get because I do the show afterwards, so I didn't get to spend a whole lot, a lot of time reviewing and, and replaying and pausing and frame by framing. But that uh, that two point Galladay play, I I thought I saw the ball across the line. I, I I honestly think in the in the two or three times I looked at it, I thought I saw the ball across the line, and that there is, and it's and it's it's two points, and then even on the the biscuit one, the biscuit safety the safety. That safety was a hell of a safety. I don't know how they didn't call that. That's two points in a free kick, right? You get the ball back. That's 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 could, a different ball of wax for for the, you they know, could have called game. it. They could have called it like they they stopped his forward progress. Mm-hmm. But that's a really touchy forward progress call. Yeah, you you. you <laughs> literally the rules different if you're going to call a safety and instead of anywhere else in the field, I'm a little bit, you know, wary about thinking that. So the the point on it is, is the refs played a small role and, and and there was things that that shouldn't have happened, but they didn't cost us the game. And I, but it's worth talking about. I think, I think the inconsistency of officiating is one thing, but we're also looking at a team that to my eye, at least has given up. Like we, we, Mm. The last few years we've had this, we've had hope, right? They get down a few points. It's like, it's okay. We'll, you know, we'll tie together a few, few scores and come back. And this, this team this year doesn't have that hope. They don't have, they don't have the hope of coming back and, and, or believing in themselves that they can play to the last play and, and pull, pull a win out. They, I don't know if it's on the coaching staff or it's on the players, but they're, they're they're giving up and it, that really sucks man and i hate that let me ask you this and we can pose this to the, to the listeners too is it the team giving up or is the fans giving up because i'm seeing from the fans this year it's different than all the years was this our fourth year fourth season doing the, the podcast this year the fan reaction is different always angry right there's always it's the lions the fans are angry every year but this year the fans it's almost as if 
you know, it, it, we, we get a con job pulled on us and people are really, really getting angry. I've seen even in the live chat, people talking about the, um, the NFL is as a product is they're losing interest in it overall. And, and mm-hmm. when you got a team like the lions, I can see that after a while. Right. But you have, you have people that had a lot of hope ahead of this year and are really, really not, uh, <laughs> they're losing it quickly and it's turning into all kinds of other things that are the opposite of hope. And, and, I don't know. Is it, is it that the team gave up, or is it that the fans gave up, or is it some of both? What do you think? Because I saw well, Diggs was out there trying hard. Stafford, isn't. it's not like he's not trying. There's something definitely different. Um, yeah. I think we've seen everything that Jim Bob Cooter can do to try. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think as far as fans go, it, at some point, it becomes hard to be a fan. And if you've been a Lions fan for as long as we have, you've gone through several seasons where it's been very hard to be a Detroit Lions. Like you go to the grocery store and people are making fun of you. Like that doesn't in your Jersey. That doesn't feel very good. And yeah, that's, I mean, when I lived in California, that was the thing, right? My people would say, Oh, Lions. Huh? It's like, at least, you know, I'm a real fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. out there for the wins. <laughs> I like the game. It's also, it's also like it has, at some point it goes from like them chuckling at you to people coming up and like putting their hand on your shoulder and being like, Hey man, it's, it's good that you're still a fan. Like they're, just, they're just like they're like I'm not even gonna make fun of you anymore because you're so fucking shitty. Like your team is so shitty that we it's not even fun to make fun of you anymore because mm-hmm. it's like it's like beating a dead animal. Well, yeah, and and so now you sit here and look at um. Where, where, you, you look at, I don't know, it, it's just, it is, it is, sorry, I, I, I lost my train there, I, I, I derailed like the, well, like the team did Yeah, today. I think that um, the, the reason, or there's definitely Lions fans that stick around, and, and just me personally, it's, I've always been here, I'm always going to be here, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they win or lose, I don't like being embarrassed, yeah. like we have the past few weeks, like it's, it's literally embarrassing. Yeah to to believe in a team and have them go out there and put that kind of shit effort on the field. Like we have, we definitely have players that are trying hard, but we also have seen nearly all of these players play better than they are now. And I don't know if it's the scheme change and we can like what I told you in the, um, we'll get back to coaching, but I don't know if it's a scheme change or we just don't feel like we can win this year. But I've definitely seen better effort out of almost every player on that field at some point. So, and that's what really kills me. Like if they, if they, if we lose and lose and lose, and it's because we're not a good enough team, that is one thing. That's like zero and six teams. Mm-hmm. If we lose and lose and lose, and I know that we can play better in every game that we lose. That's what sucks. That's yeah. what makes this year worse. Yeah. Jiggly Scrub, uh, longtime uh, listener and, and in the live show, always active. He said, this is the first year I've been a fan where I feel nothing after a loss. I used to feel sad and disappointed, but not this year. And I, I know where you're at, man. I, I totally get it. I, I, that's that's like, wow. I, I, I get that. It's a tough place to be. Um, We're in some kind of like nine inch nails, like hurt category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's like so, I'm starting to poke myself with with stuff just to make sure I can still feel things. It's, <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's it's really weird though because like talking about hockey, you watch more NHL games. Yeah, because there's five games a week, four games a week that the team's playing. Right, baseball they're playing seven games a week. Right, they're just always on. Basketball they're playing a million games. 
there's only 16 football games and right. it's it's the longest freaking off season grind ever it really is just like it's so long and and these 16 games you have so much tied up to into them emotionally and 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 to see this and then just to look ahead and know what the season is right now here we are week nine or nine games in i mean week 10 and we just know there's no there's no hope anymore, right? The team's done, right. and now it's like, so what what are they playing for? And don't give me that pride bullshit, right? That, that, that whatever, okay, fine. But what are they playing for? What what is really up for this team this year? What do they need to do, and what are they looking at? And and I, I'm I'm I mean, draft picks is the obvious one, right? But but they don't. I don't know, man. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, there's we can go back to the idea that NFL teams don't tank, and I think. That's untrue, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but also players don't tank, and that's true across all sports. Players don't tank. Coaching staffs and organizations tank. They take away the pieces you need to win and trade them away for assets. That's how tanks work. Yep. Um, it's not like Matt Stafford goes out there and tries to get sacked because so they can get a better draft pick. They can get a, they can get a Rick Wagner replacement for next year. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, players. If I were a player on that field right now, I'd be playing my hardest because I see what's happening with this team and would think my job is no longer safe. I need to go out there and play hard so I can, I can put something on tape so someone else will pay me next year. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm auditioning for my next job. Because I, after this year, we, we had Bob Quinn promised us playoff games <laughs> tacitly. And then we come into the season with a team that, has been slightly above mediocre for the past few years. <laughs> and then we, we, we bomb like this. Some, something is going to happen this off season. And it's going to, there's going to be a lot of turnover. And I would imagine that's on the coaching staff and maybe the coaching staff before the end of the season. Um, Patricia will stick around because Patricia is going to be around until Bob Quinn gets fired. That's my theory. Yeah. Um, Well, and well, I think, I think Bob Quinn gets to hire a second coach. I think before he gets fired, I think as long as he pulls out in at the right time, Um, I think the first step though is, is absolutely Jim Bob Cooter. I think he's gone the end of this year. You're not going to gain anything by dumping Jim Bob early and putting someone else in. You're just not, you're not, you're not evaluating some evaluating someone else's playbook. You know, their play calls are their play calls. And then something to think about it with, when we talk about why is the offense doing so poor, poorly this year comparatively, it's 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 when they've done well, it's always been these wild fourth quarter comebacks. That's what it was last year, right? And we're not getting into that that mode this year. Well, what is it? Is this an evolution of understanding on the NFL of the Detroit Lions, Jim Bob Pacuder's playbook? Because it doesn't seem to change. I mean, we're predicting plays. Us armchair fan people you're seeing play calls on twitter you're seeing the whole you know you can see if we can do that you know other teams can understand what we're doing and scheme around that is this just the ultimate you know final nail in the jim bob cooter coffin in that well now everybody that was my my twitter joke this week when uh abdul got signed by the vikings and i was like eh, no big deal though that rest of the nfl has our playbook anyway so um I don't know. This could be just the last, the final, you know, evolution of Jim Bob Cooter. He's obviously got to go. We knew we had troubles on defense coming into this route this year. We talked about it being the the need to be on the offense to score. Um, you, you know, Matt Patricia has a fall guy in 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 Jim Bob Cooter this this year one. It buys him another year. 
Um, what does that get for us? I don't know. Let me hit, let me hit the phone number real quick for everybody. Uh, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. Give us a call. We'll get you on the show. And uh, you can weigh in. You know, like we talk about, this is this is therapy. Uh, this is therapy for us. We're working through it. But it's uh, therapy for you, too. You got an idea. You, gotta, you just want to let it go. You can do that. We got a call coming in right now. Uh, caller, what's your name? Hey, what's up? This is Melvin from Indiana. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad, no. Well, it could be expected after the game, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to take, man. Real kick in the deck. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I first want to start off by saying happy birthday to your son. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, That's sucks cool. He had to experience this loss, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really kind of you. Thank you very much, man. That's it's great. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like a life lesson. You know, it's like uh, life is like your birthday life and life's play on your birthday. It's either going to be awesome or it's going to be complete shit. <laughs> you know, you never know yeah. what to expect, right? From day to day. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, man. Thanks for that. So, um, what do you think, man? What do you think is is, is where's this team at? And where are they going? Oh man, uh, this season is definitely a wash. I mm. think you know. Uh, one thing I want to touch on is I don't believe teams take it through. You know, I know it looks like that sometimes, but. You know, besides pride, you also have, you know, there's a chance to gain some momentum or something, you know, that swings into the next year. And it also gives you a full year to sit there and look at, you know, what all your players did in each game instead of, you know, trying to mess with that so you can figure things out for the next year. <clears throat> um, uh, I'm hearing fans talk about Trubisky being better than Stafford. And we just need to squash that right now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy talk. You know, this is it's all Nagy, I and mean, Nagy made Marino look or made a Smith look like Marino last year. You know, look at Smith now. I mean, there's a common factor there. Yeah, yeah. This 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 Nagy guy is a surprise to me. I did not expect him to do so well so quickly uh, with that Bears team. Even even with all the the high round stuff they had they had dropped, I just didn't expect to see this team coming out. Like this, this is crazy. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't expect it either. I wasn't impressed with like the receivers and whatnot. But now he is. I mean, he is what he is. He's an offensive. He's one of these new offensive geniuses that's coming out. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't think. I think yeah. part of why we're seeing Stafford regress so much is that that our that Bob Quinn didn't do many favors by trading Golden Tate away. We have. Uh, we have a whole. We have deep route runners and we have backs, but we don't have anybody in the middle to, to take pressure off of them. So I think that's we're really suffering from that. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. But at the same time, you know, we weren't doing anything with Tate, and we weren't going to keep him next year. And I mean, it comes down to, to I mean, you look at Cooter's play calling. Like, how many sacks have we seen where the receivers, like, you know, three seconds into the play? After the ball snap, you can still see receivers' backs. Yep. You yep. know, and Stafford's getting sacked. Like his 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 routes take you know thirty years to develop. Yeah, exactly. And so Stafford has to sit there and wait for that, and he and he doesn't know how to send you know routes over the middle to bail him out or anything. It's just it, if it is, it's just a little short. Oh, here, let's run you three yards and then see what you can do, Tate. You know, it, he's he's a horrible play caller, especially in the red zone. He has no concept of fade routes or or slants. Right. 
And, you know, I'll tell you, the first sack that Stafford took today, they did the high behind uh, behind Stafford view down, you know, what, kind of giving you a look at what he had downfield. He had three receivers within eight yards of each other stacked vertically. <laughs> I mean, the, the, it, yeah. they were all covered. Yeah. The, the, the last two were covered by the first. You know, it was just it was terrible. And it took forever to develop that. And it was it's exactly what you're saying. These plays take too long to develop. We hand the ball to a running back standing still in the backfield. We do all these dumb things that slow things down. We always let the, uh, the play clock roll down to five seconds before we snap the ball. You want to, you want to give a team a real opportunity to, to anticipate the snap count, do it the same every fucking time that, that, that helps out. Um, it's really, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get Cooter at all and why it hasn't changed. It's not working. Hey, let's give it to Blunt. Hey, let's give it to Blunt. No, it's not working. Put him down like and move game, on. Like last oh. game, we're on the 10-yard line and he runs the pitch with Blunt. Like, oh, you're fucking... you're fucking... you're fucking... you're fucking... Blunt's 40 years old. He can't run. <laughs> Why are you pitching it to him on the 10-yard line? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. All right, man. Well, yeah, hey... I, I think... As... <laughs> Sorry. I was just gonna... Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, as far as the game goes, I honestly think it'd be a different game had Lang and, and Slay played. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of throws there that Slay definitely would have picked off. It's a totally different game. And, and for having TJ Lang out, I'm surprised we didn't give up as many sacks. I mean, we didn't give up more sacks than what we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no kidding. Um, they, they definitely would have made a difference in, in the game today. It sucks. And it sucks seeing uh, Jones get hurt. I heard. Um, uh, Matt, Sam Martin, yeah, he's you know he's like, get, it, get it straight here, Chris. Uh, Sam Martin left in an ambulance. I don't, I didn't see that anywhere, but in our live chat, that's no good. And I got to mention Jiggly Scrub. <laughs> he just quoted me, and I've got to, I've got to make this into a drop. I don't get cooter. I said, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to right, punish dude, myself. Looking call. Sorry to burn up so much time. No, no, that's cool, man. Thanks a lot for calling in. I appreciate it, and thanks for the well wishes for my boy. That's really kind of you. Definitely, definitely. All right, cheers, man. Thanks. All right, man. People are so nice. <laughs> despite this team. Yeah, despite <laughs> this team. All right, let's see. Um, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. You can give us a call. Or if you want to use Skype to call us, you can do that by just uh, looking up the account Detroit Lions podcast, and it's all one word. I don't get cooter. I can't believe I said I think uh, something I we're, I remember when I first started calling into the podcast, we kind of were having like a therapy gripe session at some point, and it's mm-hmm. just like I it's worth repeating that being a Lions fan teaches you valuable life lessons. And so right. if you stick with this team, it's like being in the emotional Boy Scouts. You, <laughs> it's like you, go ahead. You get your misery badge, and <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> but it also kind of like in a season like this, if you're trying to like put some put some light on it on the, in the dark tunnel here. It's that you don't really have, it doesn't, you don't have to care so much anymore. (laughs) There's that toaster, (laughs) but being a Lions fan kind of teaches you that, that football isn't everything. It's a thing that you watch and you love and that you cheer for, but it, it doesn't have to affect your life, and please don't let it, everybody. Yeah, and remember the toaster look, thing's a joke. <laughs> don't really do. I mean, buy one, right? I mean, for sure. Detroitlinespodcast <laughs> 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 Click on that shop link, because um, you, you never know. 
if you if you let this team truly affect your mood in your life, then you're in, you're going to be a sad person. I'm a sad person. <laughs> I'm a sad person because this does affect me. But I mean, for me, it, it's more like a it's like a, a sad clown thing where I'm smiling on the outside, but inside I'm crying. For me, it's taught me <laughs> it's taught me about compartmental compartmentalization of my emotions. Right? Okay, I got to open the lion's box, and there's all kinds of rage and fits of anger and everything. It's okay. I'm gonna close that now. I'm gonna go to work today. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Yep, <laughs> Good, that little lion's box, yeah. like, 40 years down the road. Kids are like a little tumor. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stage four lion's box, right? So, yeah, no, it's just the, it's it's taught me a lot about compartmentalization and hiding my emotions from, from myself as much as anybody else. <laughs> All right, don't, don't worry. You can give us a call, 248-782-8384. And if you want to, just go ahead and, since I don't get cooter, you can open up that box. <laughs> Oh man, let's see. Um no first two no let's see, what are we looking at all this? Anti Stafford trolls, high marks. They they hook the marks over and over. Um it's something. The Stafford thing. Um has he lost a step this year? Is it is it really a Stafford issue or is he I, I look. I, I'm I'm not even going to pose that as a question because it's it's not. We know who he is. We know what kind of quarterback we have. The situation is really such that um, <laughs> we got a we get we got a problem with our play calls. We got a problem with our playbook. That's I think that's I, the top and bottom of that. I cheerlead Stafford a lot, and I think he's a great quarterback. But you also have to set him up to be great. He's not going to be great on his own. He's not a. Uh, I'm not going to compare him to that other guy because I hate him so much. Um, <laughs> he's not Tom Brady. He can't take a, like a, a no-name team and just launch balls up to them and go to Super Bowls. That's not Stafford. He's not. That's bullshit. <laughs> but but given the the right environment, we've seen how great he can be. And this year has not. It's not been clicking for him. Uh, usually for me, I'm I'm looking at it and saying. Oh God, there goes Stafford again. He's carrying the team. He's getting his ass whooped because no one's helping him. And this year he's, uh, he's not throwing the team on his back because he, he doesn't have enough to, I don't want to say he doesn't have enough to work with. He has uh, his two great receivers. He had three. Um, and he's got a good running back and a supposedly good offensive line, which I, I still have yet to believe all of those. That's most of those guys, since at least the dolphins game, have taken a step backwards. Frank Ragnow might be our best offensive lineman right now. As yeah, a rookie. But you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say all those things are true, and we, and the other thing is we see when guys go to other teams, they 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 elevate. You know, their their game elevates. They're much Eric much better. Brown had like three touchdowns today, right. and I sat him in my fantasy league. No, 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 never, not me. I play him every week. I almost play him <laughs> on bye week just in case. But uh, <laughs> but no, we have players that go do really really well elsewhere. I honestly believe that we have some serious coaching issues. It goes back to that that first sack of the game. We had. Two great wide receivers and a, and a certainly serviceable NFL wide receiver out there for the third one stacked up in a place where you can't you can't they, there's only they have a, a, a seam in the center of the field to cover right I mean you, you, the rest of the field is, is open because nobody's fucking there you can't you can't find success like that you you've got to put people out you've got to get isolation on on these uh, on these corners and, and safeties and you've got you can't put everybody in the same spot and it's like trying to throw a hail mary every game because you just got people stacked you know all over each other um that in the slow developing place 
that is, I think, it's not an offensive line thing, and I and I have to look at the time, and I'm I'm going to rely on you guys in the in the chat. Maybe you have some of the numbers, but uh, there's uh, how much time is he in the pocket before those those sacks are hitting? How long is he holding that ball? Can he throw it away? Well, not from the pocket. Otherwise, you're just going to walk yourself back with intentional grounding. But I, I really believe that it's not necessarily all bad blocking that's causing these sacks. I think it's these slow-developing plays that are garbage that give him no opportunity to, to loose the ball. And then what do you fucking do, right? Now, you're, now you're, you're stuck in a box. I will say his decision-making on that third down where he didn't run for the first down, where he threw it at Galladay. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that was, that was bad on him. 100%. No, no question about that. And there was another play he had that was, um, that was unfortunately, uh, a a very bad decision, but we know who Stafford is. We've seen him at his best. We've seen him at his worst and he's not a bad quarterback period. No. And what really, when I started watching this game, I saw a couple plays and I was like, Oh, here we go. And when I know we're going to play poorly, is when Matt Stafford starts trying to force throws um, into coverage. And he was forcing throws into coverage all day, and it didn't work. And I'd have to lean on the the idea that it's coaching because our players are all the same. We've seen them be good (laughs) despite (laughs) the coaching. But when when Stafford starts throwing desperation balls, it starts looking like, like... Early Stafford, yeah, not, like not the new toss. Stafford. <laughs> it looks just like that toss to carry so, on last week, um, right? That resulted in the. It's awful. It's a bad song. Oh, we're losing and the coal mine bit. shit. That's like uh, if Stafford is is forcing stuff, that means that he's he's given up on trying to make plays within the framework of the offense. Like he he looks he can't, nothing moves, so he's trying to make something move. Yeah. And that's when we run. That's when we, that's when he throws interceptions and fumbles it and does bonehead stuff. So it's if, it makes me wonder if he's lost faith in, in the play calling as well. This is, this is interesting. And, and, and we're, we're talking about, uh, I'm seeing, uh, about him extending the play, uh, like, uh, Delano, uh, B he's saying Stafford's a statue back there many times. And there are times he's going to run and slide. And he tries a 30 yard down the field contested pass instead. That's something that he didn't use. Last year he was running. The year before yeah. he was running, right? He made all kinds of plays with his feet. We know he can do that. We know he can make those decisions. Obviously, this has to be a coaching decision, right? They have to be telling him, this is what we want you to do. And, uh, I mean, there's no other explanation for it. I, I don't understand why he's not doing the things that we've seen him do and we know he can do. Um, it just doesn't make sense. So, hey, we got a caller. What's your name? Hey, it's Joe B. out here in uh, Oklahoma right now. Hey, Enjoying Joe a little B. bit of uh, Lions football. Kind of yeah. interesting out here in Oklahoma. There's a lot of history out here, man. Billy Sims. And, yeah. You know, you got Barry Sanders seeing all this stuff. It's good. It's good Good to see that stuff. But I just wanted to talk about a couple points about the game. Yeah, right. go ahead, man. Let her rip. I noticed. Let her rip. All right. Every single time that Mitch Trubisky hit an open wide receiver, it looked like the defensive backs just looked at each other and was like, "Hey, that was your guy." Yeah, or they, didn't, they didn't know what they were doing out there. Yep, yep, no, it was a joke. That. Yep, and they were they were they were playing zone. I mean, no slay out there. It, it's it's funny because you know you put them in zone and everyone has an area that they have to cover and they're they're responsible for. It's like they didn't know who was responsible for what. Where when you put them on man, it's obvious who they're responsible for, and they can't point at anybody else and look and hey, I thought you had him right. That shit doesn't fly. 
Um, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's an observation. I don't know what, what, what all that means, but it's, uh, it's certainly, you're right. They were looking at each other like they had no idea what they were supposed to be doing. And the same stuff was going on on the uh, offensive side of the ball too. Stafford would look at his receivers every single time that they would either drop a pass or he would overthrow it. He would just look at them like pretty much look at them like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You got to jump up and get, get that ball. Yeah, and and there was a couple I mean, like and there was the miscues right on 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 routes they were running. Um, he'd throw it like they were supposed to make a break and they didn't. He would throw it like they were going to go straight and they made a break. And there's a couple of those where the the communication just wasn't wasn't there. I don't I don't know what what that o- is. Overall, it looked like they were just a bunch of guys that showed up to the test that hadn't done their homework, right? Yeah, like they, and that's got to be on coaching. Like if you. <laughs> If the players don't know what's going on when you get onto the field that week, then that's on the coaching staff. Yep, one hundred percent. This is a totally different team than what what they were, you know, a month ago. Yeah, completely different team. Yep. But they, I mean, I, right. I know that Tate has a lot to do with it. Losing Tate, you know, that's a that that's a big morale. Uh, you know, that's going to take down a lot of morale on the team. Mm-hmm. And. We- uh, we saw that um, it came up in the chat though. We lost to the Jets. We we lost to San Fran. All those games with Tate, right? Those were those were those were bad games that we lost with Tate in the roster. So it's not just the Golden Tate being missing, but there it, it again. It's fans, you know. We're not in the locker room, but it feels different. And um, you, you hear about Ashawn stomping through the locker room. I think there's there's probably going to be a a, a Paul cast, some angry fuckers in that locker room, right? And I don't know if that's going to be good or bad or how that's going to change or affect um, their approach for the rest of the year. But the last thing you want to see is guys that have given up. And if we've got guys that have already given up, that that's that's <laughs> that's something you've got to stop now because that's straight cancer. That that will just destroy the yeah. locker room for years if it's allowed to metastasize. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I would like to say, you know, Stafford, I think his mechanics are off, man. His he's overthrowing balls. He's, you know, even even on that Marvin Jones where Marvin Jones had to jump up and grab that ball, he, he could have made a better throw on that on that play, but uh you know, Stafford's got to work on his mechanics this off season and you know, hopefully next year he figures it out. Any thoughts and, uh, on that uh the Stafford of old. Yeah. Any thoughts on that Galladay catch that he dropped when uh when he hit the ground, I thought the new rules made that a catch. Oh yeah, that looked like a catch to me. Yeah. Okay. Welcome that. to the NFL, where the rules don't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, the points do count. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that I would have to say about the refs, where they, they missed a big call, was when that uh, the Chicago Bears wide receiver kind of threw a punch yeah. at one of our players. Yep. And there was no flag on that man. Like you see that all the time in the. All the time in the NFL, where you know a player throws a punch and he's getting ejected out of the game. Yeah, yeah. How no, come he didn't get ejected out of the game? Or, or even just a, a penalty, right? Just something, right? But it was just it was just accepted, and we moved on. Again, uh, for Ken H is uh, <laughs> for his edification, not blaming the refs for the loss, but those kinds of inconsistencies no. get in the players in in the heads of the players, and you you have to know what either we're playing a. You're not going to call it. You're going to let us play kind of game, or you're going to call the ticky tacky tight game, or or something along the way. But it's got to be the same for everybody. That's the that's got to be the expectation. Is it's the same game for everybody. And so, anyway, that's All right, that, guys. Well, look forward to uh, you know next week's game, and you know hopefully it's a different outcome.
Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Joe B. Appreciate it, man. Oh, you too. We, ca- we kind of noticed the ticky tacky stuff too when we we're getting our ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. It's like if we were winning and they were being jerks about it, then we just let it go. Mm-hmm. But it's. I feel like we talk about the officials a lot because we are losing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't gripe about the official, like the officials are just kind of like a projection thing to some extent. It's like you're, you're doing shitty. So the ref makes a shitty call. It's because of the officials, not because you're, you're a <laughs> shitty football team. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, we, we had that mention uh, of Billy. Don't forget Billy's still saying, don't lie. We got him on, he's, we got him on our side. Maybe we got to get him on the field. <laughs> he's a 60 year old belly, 62 or something. yeah uh, what to get him on the show again we'll maybe talk about what's going on with uh with this team i bet he, he i bet he could give us something and um in the slack chat i am trying to remember who it was uh, i had a great idea get an offensive coordinator on and have them talk through what they're seeing here and, and give a perspective on on what's going on with uh with jim bob so we'll we'll see about putting something like that together if I were Billy Sims right now, I'd be sad eating a pile of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> the unhappy ribs. <laughs> like shoveling pulled pork down my throat with a coal shovel. <laughs> uh, I might just try a pitchfork at this point. <laughs> See if I can poke some things out along the way. All right, we'll hit that uh, that um, phone number one more time. 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention Peter Von Panda. YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Great show. And, and as a matter of fact, in the Slack chat, in the uh, Patreon chat, he is absolutely hilarious. He had a, a couple of really, really great lines today. And um, he's, he's he's funny, not not just there, but in person. We should get him on the show, actually, and, and, and do an analysis with him, analysis with him because he would be... Uh, He'd be an absolute riot. Maybe get him to uh, call in on this one. We'll do it that way. Anyway, yeah, Peter Von Panda. He's YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Check out his channel. Give him a subscribe. Check out his his, his uh, product reviews as well as some of his other videos. He's he's actually a really talented, funny guy. So, Yeah, Jim, you know what? Dan O, is, it would be good to get on. This is from the chat um, and talk about what's going on. I just My sense is, is you know we're going to hear the, hey, your, your receivers, you had to catch it. I believe and love Matthew Stafford, and I, I think we're going to get a little bit of a company line there. And and nothing that nothing that there's anything wrong with that. Love Dano, I really do. He's he's a really cool guy. Beyond just being on the show and that, he's he's a really nice guy. But um, he's he's also, you know, he's got a place with this organization where he fits, and um, it's it's like. And I'm not knocking you know Tori's podcast any of that. It's they they do a fine job and all that, but unfortunately. When you work for the company, you've got to take a little bit of a company line. So it gets, it gets tough. Jamero Hatter nailed it. This is it's so okay. Let's put out the call. Anybody who has, knows anyone and can do anything, let's get Stafford's wife on. Let's get Kelly on. I I would love to talk to her and can get we her start a insight. segment called Kelly's Corner where she just rages for like two minutes. Oh my god! Or just <laughs> just two minutes of, of 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 her talking about the kids. Whatever. Right. Uh, I saw her. I should have. I should have done. It. I was like eight feet away from her at uh, training camp. I really should have said, hey, 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 just for a minute. But I, I try to be respectful, you know. <laughs> they're, they're people, right? They're, 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 not, they're not. Here, open, open mic, just rage. <laughs> Whatever you want to rage on. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. We'd so, be in the free press in like 10 seconds. 
Um, yeah, a little more talk about Dano. Uh, yeah, Dan, he does see the game at a whole different level. He really, really does. Uh, but Jim really hits it. He's he's a little too loyal to be objective. So I think he can give us some insights, but I think it's one piece of a, of a broader puzzle. We're going to have to take as much info as we can to try to piece this whole thing together to understand what's likely going on and what's happening here. Here's the ultimate test. Pull that collar in. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Oh, I'm not okay. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> um, I forgot. We've got to start asking the question again. How much alcohol have you had today? I just cracked a beer. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm on... I'm on mountain time, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. harder. <laughs> I yeah. was I was abusing the shit out of myself when I lived in the West Coast. Say again? I said, I said the wife can't handle me being drunk and pissed off at 3 in the afternoon. So. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a hard line, 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, I wasn't able to listen to most or to the show just now, so I didn't hear any of the other callers that, or if they've discussed it, but sure. I, I don't understand how Quinn is going to explain himself if he ever talks to the media again. That is after. an absolutely great point, yeah. Why do you think we never like, see yeah. him? <laughs> That's the thing. I think he's hiding. I mean, you know, he brings in his guy and Patricia and says 9-7 and seven isn't good enough, and this roster relatively, I mean, minus Slay being hurt today has been – healthier than it was last year i mean ziggy wasn't playing last year uh and and you know they fire caldwell after going nine and seven and saying it ain't good enough and i mean this this is a dumpster fire this is awful like i mean i'm i don't know i'm i'm like i'm concerned that we're going back back to when you know we were lucky to get six wins a year you know, it's you're right, and a couple things. One, um, Belichick's first year in New England, he only got four wins. So I don't want to, I don't want to. I hate doing the the ultimate Patriot comparison all the time, but let's just let's just okay. So there's that. They did have high expectations though, because they were a bad team ahead of that. Um, but the the Bob Quinn point. I think is really, really good one. I think he's hiding out in Martha Ford's panic room with, a, with like a, a thermos of tea, and just just trying trying not to chamomile. It's like wrapped in a, he's wrapped in a lion's blanket, just hiding in that panic room. You know that he, this is this is it though. He has to, and I mean, this is not not just from like you you owe the fans an explanation kind of thing because they kind of do and they kind of don't, right? I mean, it's their product; they can do what they want with it. But they've got a product they have to market, and after the season is over, especially I mean, especially after the season's over, when they say, "Okay, we'll just throw that away and pretend like it didn't happen," let's look forward to next year. How are you going to convince people after dashing their hopes and dreams like you did this year? How is he going to even pass the red face test? And, He's going to fire a shitload of people. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's got to happen. And he's, I mean, he needs to take some accountability. I mean, Tabor's out there on the field as our, you know, whatever, second round pick and third cornerback. And they were putting Shed in ahead of him today, which isn't good. Yeah. No, but, but, but so what's taking accountability look like for for Bob Quinn? I think he needs to acknowledge the fact that he's made some mistakes. He needs to say that you know that his performance hasn't been good enough, and neither has Patricia's. And you know, I mean, his five year contract needs to be 
I mean, you know, another year, uh, uh, if this happens again next year, you know, I mean, I don't care if there's three years left. Yeah. yeah you know, you, you're, you're right. I just like, I don't think just saying, yeah, I fucked up. Right. I, I, I own that. I, I he'll, he'll to say it once and walk away. I don't know that that's, that's taking accountability, right? That's just buying another year. And, and I think even the nine and seven comment, I think he made it once. Nine and seven isn't good enough, right? But he's he's absolutely being held to that, and 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 that's a standard that he set. So I don't think it's unfair to hold him to that. But when he says, "Oh yeah, this I, I made some mistakes," what does that mean? What does what does that do for anybody other than oh, he doesn't look as much arrogant as as we thought he did before he said that? I don't know. And um, I gotta say, there's Ken, a different Ken, not Ken H. He has his whole name here. But uh, I gotta admit, when Bob Quinn arrived, we had no offensive line, no linebackers, and only one DB with two safeties. And this is why we talk about what the talent level has, how it's changed on this team, right? Um, we used to have no depth and a couple of stars. Now we've got maybe fewer stars, but we've got depth at every. Every position it feels like. Now, it feels like we have depth players starting at positions and, and, and this is where we're trying to <laughs> trying to get that draft to work for us to get us those couple of stars, right? So that we have both depth and and the stars that can push this team. And I think that's a solid strategy and, and a smart way to go forward. But um it, it's it's definitely when you miss with someone like Tabor with a second rounder, it's just and Jared Davis both in the same year. Jared is not blo- <laughs> That was, you did go to DetroitLinesPodcast.com and use the link there, right? Uh, of course. Right, of course. <laughs> Thanks. This is the size of beers I'm drinking now, not, <laughs> not from Jerry. <laughs> should do use shit. your Amazon to order some liquor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should get, oh, what was that? What's the name? I forget. There's a uh, company that delivers booze. I should get on with them, too. <laughs> All right. No, no. You're, you're absolutely right, though, All about right. Bob Quinn taking taking accountability. I don't know what that looks like. And I, I, I want more than just a, oops, I fucked up. Right? I, I This has right. been an absolute abysmal failure, of, of, of at least compared to where the hopes and expectations were set. And and so we need to figure out what... what... I wonder if Bob Quinn isn't a little bit ahead of us. Now, I'm not going to say he's playing 4D chess, Ooh. but maybe he saw that maybe the Tate trade, he saw the writing on the wall before we did, maybe. Um, and was well, putting I'm together that trade. I'm upset about the Tate trade. You know, I mean, I know we need Golden, but you get a third for something that, you know, is only going to have eight more games left in the year. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. It's, but the defense let Mitch Trubisky put up 34 on him, And, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, he needs to make some moves in the, in the off season and maybe cut some losses. I mean, whether it's Lang or, or, you, you know, Quinn or somebody that you free up some cap space and make some moves because, we're getting worse. Yeah, our cap is going to look really, really nice this coming yeah. year. We've got a lot of space to do a lot do of things. Stop, do we stop paying Calvin Johnson this year? <laughs> and DeAndre Levy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I appreciate you guys. I don't have many Lions fans or any around here to, you know, be depressed with. Oh, so where yeah, man. I appreciate oh, Mountain it. Time. Are you Denver area? Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh, beautiful country, man. Beautiful country. I got to do a a drive through there once. Um, no, it's good. Good, good on you, man. Thanks for being a Lions fan. I, I had to do, and I still do. I'm uh, an expatriate Lions oh, fan I, living away from so Trevor. We, we can't, it's, if I could get like a vaccine yep. or an immunization, I do not give a shit. I would at this point, but <laughs> trust me, I, you keep watching. That just might happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full blown addict. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, there's something wrong with me. I got a mental dis- disorder. I believe they, they call, call that Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot for calling. Really All appreciate right. it, bud. Yep. Thank you, guys. Later. Right. Cheers. Thank you. All right, man. That's great. So we've got a couple things. Yeah, I, We're on PCP if we think that the team is going to take accountability. Um, I, 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 I don't think so because I think... We just said we wanted to see it. Yeah, well, no, but I, th- I think you're going to hear Bob Quinn say, oh, yeah, that's on me. Um, we've seen um, Patricia do that. And and Jim Jim Young, a long time friend of the show, was talking about uh, the coaches are blaming execution now instead of the scheme so if everybody's on the same message you start to wonder oh who wrote that message and why did they write it <laughs> what's oh well it's all this is having over here what's over there right that's kind of the, the thinking on that but uh no this one this one uh they'll take accountability by with words but what will they really do is 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 the thing and that's where i think you're 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 right there man i, I don't think they're going to do anything realistic for accountability caller I, oh sorry go ahead Trevin. then we'll take you caller go ahead okay Honestly, I, I think they're blowing it up. I think that this is this is Bob Quinn dipping into a, a harder rebuild than we than he sold us or that he let on, and the Tay trade is the uh, the first sign of that. I don't think they really had many um, goals for this year. That they're they're if you look at the if you look at all the numbers, our cap space is is opening wide open this year. We just traded away a big uh, expiring contract to get draft picks it's lining up to be a, a somewhat substantial rebuild the next couple of years. Yeah. A big talent grab. Hey, caller, what's your name, man? How you doing? Hey, what's happening, Chris? It's Peter Von Panda. What's, what's shaking, bro? Chef? PVP. How are you doing, bud? I'm a panda, man. I was listening to you and Trev talk, and I, I thought, man, I got I to gotta jump out of the tub here. I was taking a nice soak, <laughs> uh, making myself some nice soap. <laughs> I want to give want to give the boys at the uh, the podcast a call. So, hey, I wanted to uh, call in. Thank you for the love, but uh, I wanted to too, man. This is totally my therapy, and um, you know, I think I wanted to address your comment earlier about the fan, how it's different this year, and and I talked about that too a little bit on my channel. And I think what's different for me as a fan, who's been a fan since back in the Barry Sanders days, is that the problem is we were kind of sniffing at greatness, right? Barry Sanders was kind of the guy that would carry us into the playoff. And so we were there and the Wayne Fonz thing. And I felt like we were flirting with uh, success. And the problem is now rebuilds do not take 20 years, man. And we have never gotten there. And we've had a lot of these pieces, right? I mean, we had Calvin Johnson come through. We've got some great players now. We've got the first-round pick with Stafford. And I think the frustration is that we should be better, you know, and that's where, as a fan, it's getting hard for me. It's easy when we're 0-16. We can say fire Millen and do all these other things. But my, my issue is I feel like you've got the pieces. You may not have the best pieces everywhere, but you've got a pretty well-rounded group, man, and there should be better production, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's what's totally killing me. That is what's totally killing me. And, and my, I think my, on top of that, I feel like we're, we're wasting the time. The clock is ticking, right? I mean, Stafford's getting older. Uh, we lost Calvin Johnson. We couldn't really capitalize on that. You know, Anza's obviously going his age. Quinn's showing his age. You know, uh, Slaves have been around a while. We've got a lot of good guys, but, you know, if we're going to really have this all have become a confluence of events and get to the playoffs and even show up, right, I mean, in a way that's, that's meaningful, we've got to do it, man. Otherwise, it, it's, it's, you know, to me, it's like, 
draft a new QB and start rebuilding, right? Invest in the four-year outlook or the three-year outlook because if you can't capitalize on it now, you know, I think efforts, everyone's getting older, dude. I'm getting older. That's just that's just life. So you just can't expect everyone to keep playing at the, the level they were the year before. So I feel like the clock is ticking, and that's, and that's what's really frustrating. So. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and it's funny because you talk about – you know, Lions fans and um, where they're at. You, you, I always talk about Uncle Eddie, the the angry uncle who's uh, <laughs> who's the same old Lions. I'll never win as long as the Fords own him, right? He's obviously delusional and he's just been beaten down by years and years of fandom. But I, I get that. I've been beaten down by years and years of fandom. I lived through B- Billy Sims. I lived through uh, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and all these different rebuilds that we've seen. And, 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 I, I feel like I'm the dumb one who, who's held on and, and made this my team. And you see people that come in and like this, this whole kind of Caldwell thing and the, and the, and the build there, they were kind of t- jumping on board. There was a bunch of people that jumped on at 0 and 16 and there's people there that the lions have lost along the way that have finally just given up. Are they the smart ones? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they are, Trev. Uh, you, you... Oh, it's like the Matrix. We finally, <laughs> we're through the looking glass. It's, we're the idiots. <laughs> I'm thinking the, uh, the Michelin web look when they're all dressed up in the, the Nazi uniforms. They're like, are we the baddies here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show if you haven't seen it on Netflix. But like... I, I, The Lions have always kind of been this, like along that same line, they've always kind of been this traveling circus of a team. They always have like one, they have one center ring attack or uh, act that they just like, they have the human cannonball, which is Barry Sanders. And they have like the strong man, which is Calvin Johnson. And they have like Stafford seems like he's the next in that line of people. (laughs) 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 But I think hopefully we're making the right organizational changes where we're not doing that. Like we're trying to actually build a team that wins instead of just trying to put one really great football player out there to watch. Right. Or, or like what I don't, maybe I do want to see it at this point, but what I don't feel like I want to see right now is we pour all this extra cap money we have in, bring in a bunch of old free agents and have one good successful year. And then we fade into irrelevancy because it's all blown up. Right. And we're back where we were back in the Mayhew era with over the cap problems. Um, you can't be relevant. You can't be irrelevant if you've never been relevant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. PVP. You're right. You, you, I, I can't argue with anything you said, man. Um, sorry. <laughs> the one thing we got though is, is we talk I love about it, this. Man. I love it. You know, you guys are, you guys are my, uh, my, um, you know, my, my therapy, I, I love it. I love listening to you guys and chatting with the, with all the, the dudes out there. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I kind of wonder if uh, the lions are the, the reason for the opioid crisis. Um, I, you know, I think it's like, uh, I need a little something now to get going again. And, uh, um, you know, with the rest of the season kind of, uh, yeah, in the tank here, I, I, I don't know what it's going to be, but, uh, maybe the Pistons or the, the Red Wings or something will look, uh, look promising. Yeah, I'll, but, be, I'll yeah, be watching man, the Lions I, I all year, <laughs> unfortunately. My final thought here is I'm going to, I'm going to bail, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Burlesque with Christina Aguilera. You ever saw that one back in the day? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. When she was still, uh, looking, looking yeah. sweet, oh, you yeah. know, it, it's that, there's that scene where Cher is like figures out that Christina can sing, and she's like, "I'm going to go upstairs, and I'm going to design a whole new show around you." I, I feel like I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's just check boxes uh, on the coaching staff that are like, "Oh, we got to have a running game," and so we got to force this stuff. 
as opposed to capitalizing on people that are really good, right? It's like we kept forcing the run with Amir Abdullah. Like, I like the fact that we carry on, and, and I feel like we've kind of abandoned that. But why don't we take these guys that are, have, have, have sweet stuff? I mean, Stafford's just putting those, those quick crossing routes or whatever. You know, just, just, just run with it, man. Go to old reliable. Stick to it. Just put up some points. Be in a game. You know, give it. Give yourself a fight. You know, man, we're always coming from behind, and this is it's, it's brutal. But you know what? I, I've watched every minute of every Lions game for as long as I can remember. I watched the in 16 season. I'm still on board, man. But oh, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. So it's another I'm gonna job. Leave it there. I'm going to jump in the. I'm going to jump in the uh, tub here and take a nice soak and uh, listen to the rest of you guys. So All right. Thanks. Bring. Keep on keeping on, brother. Bring bring the butter for the toast, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See ya. All right. Peter Von Panda, don't forget. You does make a real good point. YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Go ahead, Trev. Sorry, I stepped on you again. <laughs> he does make a real good point about uh, the coaching staff needing to tailor the offense around our players. Um, I don't think we, just as a side note, I don't use theoretic right for like three years now. <laughs> I don't think really Theoretic how. was good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they know how to use Theoretic. That's the, that's the real problem with that. They did. They did at one point the league in and yards out of the backfield. Can that we, was like 2016. Yep. Yep. Can we really quick? I'm going to go back. We had uh Gaiman. Uh, he showed up and uh, he's a Bears fan. Uh, we talked about us putting up a good fight at the end. He wasn't, I got I give him a lot of credit. Not, not a meathead Bears fan. Like the ones that sometimes drop in, you know, you know, the kind, right? Really cool. You guys yeah. put up a good fight at the end of the game. He's talking about how they need to re- release Cody Parkey. Uh, good game. Good luck on Thanksgiving. Really, really, you know, class, class way to step in and say, Hey, but um, yeah, those kicks, man, I, I'm going to tell you MVP game ball goes to those, those goalposts. <laughs> they saved eight points for us today. <laughs> we might have a record with most field goals against <laughs> for the season. <laughs> or at least field goals. Yeah, most field most goals missed. Blocked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lions, D for Detroit. Lions had to draft a quarterback in the first three rounds. That's going to be a tough one. I think you got two or three years left before you're doing that. Um, you get a good enough quarterback. And right now, I mean, because look. You've got well. Let's say we've got six, seven years left with Stafford, right? I mean, before he he's he's done, and, and at least the unless he's surrounded by spectacular players, right? That it'll probably be about the end of his career. Starting mm-hmm. a controversy with him now, he, he, boy. You, you, I see what's going on in Tampa with uh, Jameis Winston and uh, Fitz Magic, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> so what Fitz you, Magic isn't a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's part of it, right? I, 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 you grope yourself, not the Uber driver. That's that's the, that's the message today, folks. Okay, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the thing is, is what do you bet on? Do you bet on the past and Fitzmagic, who's outperforming Jameis Winston, or is Jameis your guy? You know, you've got to draft somebody. You know, Jameis isn't your guy. But how long can you ride Fitzmagic before you're going to find someone? You're going to get who's your rookie next year? Right, who's that guy that you're going to get in the middle of the first round? <laughs> I think if you're if you're the Lions, you've got you wait. You have you said like five to seven years left, in yeah. Stafford. Yeah. So you get three, four years out. Then you wait till you have the chance to jet to draft a generational talent and put him on the bench for a couple of years. If you if there's no one good in the draft, you just skip it and go next year. But 
I don't, I don't think we need to talk about moving out from Stafford yet. Cause I think that it's so far away. Yeah. I, I like, I'll be in my forties yeah. by the time that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can yet, but um, it's, it's definitely, you know, in a couple of years, it's going to be on the table. And <laughs> what if you do get that generational talent that comes up in two years or three years? And and if they perform like they have been this year, they've got that high enough pick to go pick it up. What do you do, right? I mean, God, it's it's tough. And that's going to be if you think about it. If we're doing that poorly, that's going to be near the end of Quinn's tenure. So he doesn't really care too much about what the future looks like, right? And what that controversy <laughs> might be. We could really be as we start painting this picture. We could be in a real ugly spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when we're talking about Stafford, I think he hasn't looked as good this year. I don't know what. I don't know, there could be any number of reasons why he doesn't look as good this it's year. Cooter. But he's sure as shit good enough to win a Super Bowl. Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls. Two. <laughs> Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl. God. Sexy Rexy Grossman almost won a Super Bowl. I think I think Stafford is good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's the it's everyone else that has to be that has to be better than I you know, like even if he's not the best quarterback in the world, he's good enough. But we have a whole team of like barely good enough, and we need we need somebody to be to be our all star out there. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and put the number out there one more time, and we'll uh, as we do, we'll uh, get ready to put our final thoughts together. If we uh, pick up some calls, we'll we'll take those. But uh, from there, we'll start putting our our, our shrinking on a table and call it a day. Uh, Two four eight. 782-8384-248-782-8384. Give us a ring and uh, get in your final thoughts before we do travel. Go ahead and uh, unload. I, I do Actually, before you do, I want to just add one thing. We talk about these as the therapy sessions. You guys, a little bit of inside baseball. Um, in German, I'm a, I'm a German guy, they talk about um, compound nouns. They put multiple words together to make a new word, right? Um, for this one, therapist is the rapist, just so you know. <laughs> Caller, what's your name? How you doing? Scheisenballen. <laughs> Scheisenspiel. Oh. Hi, hi, Scheisenspielen. How you doing, Caller? What's your name? Uh, pardon me? Yeah, you. Yeah, how's it going? What time do I hear from? What? What? I didn't quite hear you. <laughs> this is Levi from San Francisco. <gasps> Levi, man, where you been? I'm just working and everything, and I've been listening, and I congratulate you guys on your success. Oh, you thanks, bro. killing it. <laughs> it's, it's so good to hear someone make Detroit. It's, it's good to hear from you, Levi. We love, we, I mean, look, your calls have always been great, and they've generated conversation with a lot of people, but uh, you've been a long-time friend, man. We love we love you. You're calling back. You're still hanging around. Uh, always, always, uh, there's only one person, I mean, one group of guys I'd rather hear my Detroit Lions news from than a show off. So. Oh, um, gosh, I'm going to blush. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the good news out of the way. <laughs> I know. Um, it's the everything after the butt is bull, or everything in front of the butt is bull. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. So, what do you think? What is everyone's thoughts on Jim Bob Cooter? And not Jim Bob Cooter, I mean Bob Quinn. Hmm. I'm gonna so I'm I'm gonna go back a little bit to what I said today, and and Trev, you can tell me I'm wrong, and and, and Levi, you can too. It's fine. But um, when he came here, remember we were counting on DeAndre Levy, who we couldn't. Uh, we had no offensive line. We had no secondary other than Slay. 
Um, we are, we had you know no linebackers. We talked about that. This team was a wreck. We had a couple of stars and and just guys who never made it on another team in the NFL again when they left us. And now we have guys that other teams pick up when we drop them. We have a, a, a decent linebacking core, not spectacular, but decent. Uh, we have an offensive line that's injured, and, and that T.J. Lang thing, you know, I think was has been a very, very unfortunate, but not predictable, I guess. Um, the secondary, <laughs> without injury, uh, is, has been had been better, but um, there's there's a miss there with T's Tabor, I think at this point we can all agree there. Um, and it gets to the point where I think we just have a, a, a team with a couple of stars, but a lot of depth. And unfortunately, we're, we're starting depth players at too many positions that we don't have stars at. I think that's an improvement overall in the roster. Um, and I think the strategy is that this offseason, Quinn's going to be able to have the money. To, he's finally going to get out of cap hell with the whole Calvin Johnson thing. I mean, he's still dying from the Mayu era. Uh, but this year, I think he's going to be in a position where he can make some moves to get those stars that we need and uh, and literally change the way this team, in a year, the way this team performs. And I could be wrong. I've, I've been, I haven't been wrong yet this year, so I'm due for one. <laughs> uh, I wish I could agree with you. I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean... I've seen him draft a bust in Gerard Davis. That guy has all athletic ability, no brain whatsoever. He's going to be that way his career. You can't you can't fix stupid, and he's stupid as a player on the field. He does do a lot of dumb I, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the Decker a bust. Mm. I don't see any improvement on any of the guys he's brought in over the guys we let go. Of. Let me ask you, though, and, if you haven't seen improvement, isn't that on the coaches rather than on Quinn? Not if there was two sets of coaches. I actually think Patricia's a great coach, and I didn't believe that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I think Patricia's a great coach. Caldwell was also a great coach. They're coaching up a roster that's really incompetent, and they're, and they're making chicken salad out of chicken crap right now. <laughs> Our roster right now should be one win at all. That I mean, total. We don't. I mean, I don't see the depth. I mean, I see guys who we think are. I mean, we have depth, but I don't see it. And that was the thing that when he was brought in, that's what he said he was going to do. And I just don't see the improvements all across the board. I, it's like I remember when. Lang was brought in, and I was against that when he was brought in because I thought he was a handsy guard out of Green Bay that just didn't get called for penalties. Let me and ask you. Let me ask you really quick. Forth. Just, just I'm gonna, I want to just kind of think about this a little bit. When I think uh, we talk about Jared Davis, you said how bad he is, right? Would you mm-hmm. say he's an improvement over Tyre Whitehead, though? Yeah, because Tyre Whitehead just isn't an NFL player. Right, right, right. But, and then you got you got Kennard too, right? Who I think again, so you look at the linebackers and they're better than they were. And I think even I think even the offensive line is better than it was. And and improvement is is the name of the game. And and Rag now, of course, he's 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 really. I mean, I think we can all agree that he's good. I just think that we've we've been able to upgrade across the board. And and we just need those couple of stars to to make the to be the big difference makers. 
I want to believe that. I just don't. And, <laughs> it's I mean, okay. And again, it's because, and I, you're, I give you credit for this. I like Kennard. I like Jones. I think they're decent. Mm-hmm. But they're just starters at best. Right. Depth. Right. Good depth. You could, you could look at other rosters across the board, and at lower picks, there's quality linebackers that were picked up ahead of a Gerard Davis and those that level of player. And where he was picked up in a draft, Actually, the number one linebacker at the spot was Ruben Foster. Now, Ruben Foster wasn't good. It was like, and he's had his issues. And I actually agree with them picking up Davis over them. But there was other linebackers other than Gerard Davis. They're not doing a good job of assessing talent before it gets on this roster. And that's my thing with uh, with Quinn. I just don't see him doing a good job of assessing talent. No, and you're and you know what? That's and, a great point. There's something that I haven't heard people bring up on that is when we pulled in Tease Tabor and Jared Davis, we had completely revamped the scouting department that year. No, you know what? No one's tied those things together. Maybe it happened. There was such a short turn between the the revamp and when we got could get out there and get the information on those guys in the way that we wanted it we didn't have the time to to commit um or execute the way we wanted on the scouting side I, again i'm not trying to make excuses but it, it just hit me that there was definitely a huge turn of people when when that happened and, and it makes sense that that would be an issue that year and i can understand that i'll give that a gimme and i mean but there's there's so many other spots where we could look at the guys leaving loss and the guys we replaced them with, we could say, yeah, we got depth for those guys, but none of those guys on that depth are better than a replacement. I mean, the guys we dropped off our roster. And I'm not looking at Eric Ebron. That's a good example, but what about Larry Warford? What about Riley Reese? Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think Wagner's better than um, Riley Reese. Not the way I've seen Riley run over our defensive lineman last week. Well, that's and that's the thing, though. We healthy. see these guys go and do better elsewhere. And that's why I say mm-hmm. that's not a Quinn. That's a, that's a coaching. That's an inability to coach the guys up. Now, Riley Reef and um, um, oh, you just need to play, play for the Saints now. Um, Larry Warford. Thank you. Warford. Thank you, Larry. War Daddy. Um, those are two guys that were that were uh, Ron Prince problems, right? I mean, and, and we we know we know about Ron Prince, um, and I think we can all agree that he wasn't he's he's no superstar, but that's I mean, again, they got better when they got to maybe better coaching. That could be it, but I remember watching Warford last year. He's pretty good before he got hurt. Yeah, and he was mad. Same way with. Yeah, it was like same way with Reef. I remember that uh, the, before they got hurt, they were playing pretty well. And it takes around a, a good player that fourth year. If they're improving, keep them. If they're not, let them go. Yeah. War and Daddy actually not doing that. War Daddy actually but, said, "I got and I got a quote from him that uh, Risden shared on the show." He said he would. There's there's not enough money to get him to play for the Lions, and when he says play for the Lions, he means specifically Ron Prince. He he said there's right. no way he's coming back to play for Ron Prince, and that's that's significant, right? And and you look at how he's done again, right? It's like hmm, mm-hmm. seems like there's a problem here. And and then Caldwell, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons. He, I mean, he fell on a sword for Ron Prince. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one yeah. of the things that, that cost him his job. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's like his loyalty is what did him in. Yeah. And, and I'll, I mean, I'm one to actually swallow my pride and say that 
when Jim Caldwell was like, oh, I was really against that. I will say this. I think we stumbled upon a really good coach in Matt Patricia. Yep, I, I feel for him because I just don't believe that he's going to get the roster he's going to need to win with this team. Hmm. So here's my one proposal that I'm going to get off the air. All right. Get rid of Quinn. We back up a Brinks truck for Bill Belichick to be our GM next year. <laughs> Can, holy totally shit. <laughs> what a, I mean, he, I you know what? He could be there. There's room in the front office for Quinn. I don't think you have to get rid of him. I think you could, you could, I, I think you could back up the Brinks truck and still get Belichick and, and keep Quinn around as well in, in another role, because I think Quinn has a lot to offer like he did when he was with that team that created such a dynasty, but Belichick, wow, that's 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 a that's a grab I hadn't thought of. <laughs> it was like a because so what people are looking at with Patricia, and I've seen a lot of people getting uh, knock of today for it. He was a game, he's he's managing the game badly. He's a rookie, that's understandable. Mm -hmm. But look at his teams throughout the game; they're improving through the game. We didn't have that last year. That's the reason why I like him as a coach. He's improving, and and you put the right players with him. I think we can win with this. I mean, with that coach. Let me let me let me just go a little further with your thinking here. We back up the Brinks truck, right? We got Quinn somewhere, maybe scouting. Maybe he's like above scouting at a couple things. He's got his role. We got Belichick. We're getting rid of uh, mm -hmm. Jim Bob Cooter. Why don't we just pull in Josh McDaniels? I don't think he'll go. <laughs> was like, uh, I think there's a civil war. Yeah, there's a civil war in New England. I think we could get the king, but we can't get all the princes. <laughs> that would pretty much complete the front office. Maybe bring Bob Kraft over. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Replace the board with Kraft. <laughs> oh, We're man. back in cheese town like now. That's <laughs> right. It was like, hey, it was like, let's not have Brady top it off in Michigan where he started it all off anyway. <laughs> bring them all over. Oh man! All right, but it's good hearing from you guys, and thank you for uh, you guys. We always talk us off a tree and I mean, off a cliff, and it's like, and it, it, this was a really good conversation. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I always appreciate Levi. Love you, Ben. All right, see see you. Have a good one, man. Yep, you too. All right. All right. All right, we got another caller. Nope, that caller, we, we missed out on that one. That's, all right, so that's it, right? Just become the Patriots. I <laughs> think that's where we, we landed. I, 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 I mean, we tried to become the Saints and the Ravens before, so. And, and let's not forget the Jaguars. <laughs> we did a good job of that one, actually. We, we've, tried to, we've tried to become the Saints, the Jaguars, the Patriots, and, and the Ravens, but all we ended up doing was succeeding in becoming the Browns. And being the Lions. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, so there we go. All right, go ahead and uh, give us your your wrap here. Uh, Trav, let us know uh, where your head's at. Yeah. On this. So, uh, I think this season is. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's over, but it's it's feeling over unless we win the rest of our games. So, um, I would say watch watch for treat the rest of the season as a, a prequel to next season. Yeah. Find the backstory, watch the players for their individual performances, um, see how they play, what they can do to improve, what we can learn from this season, this crappy season. 
um, evaluated the coaching staff. We got pummeled today by the Bears. Mm-hmm. The the way you're going to tell if we, our coaching staff is um, got its head up its ass more than you already know already is the shit behind is, their ears. Well, <laughs> is if we if we play the Bears again in two weeks and we get pummeled again in the same fashion, that means the coach the coaching staff isn't doing anything yeah. to fix it. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that. And the piece on Bob Quinn, I think Bob Quinn is making a lot of long-term moves that are not, we don't always know what he's doing. He's kind of shady in the shadows, but he's making a lot of moves that aren't popular to the fan base or conducive to winning right now. Um, But I do think that he's taking a longer view of it and we'll really be able to judge how he's done in the next two or three years. Um, he's, if you, you kind of just follow the money, he's cutting overpaid veteran players or letting them walk like Tate. We, we would have, he would, he'd be in his thirties, maybe 31, I think starting on his next contract mm-hmm. and we'd be paying him a ton of money. Um, that's not a popular move, but it is the smart move. Um, I think we could do it a lot more smart around here. Um, and our cap space is lined up to go nuts this season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we either trade other veterans for draft picks or um, I think there's going to be a lot of turnover this offseason and to see who um, performs the rest of the season to make it through the bloodbath is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Quandre Diggs will probably make it through because he's trying hard and playing his best, even though we look like crap out there. And he got paid. Um, he he just got paid, and he's the one trying. That's that's amazing. As much as I love Glover Quinn, I think this might be his last season. I, I will I, I won't ever talk shit about Glover Quinn because mm-hmm. I love him to death. Mm-hmm. But I think um, we've clearly seen him either have trouble adjusting to the new scheme or lo- losing a step. And I don't see him thinking it's worth it to go on much longer. I don't see the front office thinking it's worth it to pay him. Um, after the season when they feel like they can bring in uh, new talent. Yeah. He seems like so, one of those guys that might be a good coach at this point. Be, exactly. Like Rasheed Mathis was, was kind of like helping us coach for a while. And yeah. I think that that'd be a good position for him. Yeah. Um, but I would say if I knew we were going to be here at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have been as upset at these last couple losses. Right. Right. right, right. <laughs> but the biggest mistake that Bob, excuse me, that Bob Quinn has made his entire tenure as the Detroit Lions uh, GM. I'm not going to say it was Tease Tabor because I would give Tease Tabor one more year to round out that three-year DB arc. But I think the worst mistake that Bob Quinn has made in his tenure as the GM of the Detroit Lions was telling us that 9-7 wasn't good enough before he, st- he stuck us headlong into a rebuild. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and that, but, was, that was the worst thing he's done so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I will not disagree uh, in that. And that definitely hurts the whole trust in Quinn narrative, right? He, he might have said, trust. Nine, nine seven isn't good enough in the long run. <laughs> We're going to need a couple years to get a team that's better than 9-7. Right, right. I mean, he could have made the case for what, what, he, what he had to deal with, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's... It's kind of like the professional thing to do not to throw the previous organization under the bus or mm-hmm. whatever, but he could have been realistic and said, Hey, it's not going to be easy. We're going to need some time to 
to fill in to build this roster the way we want it. And maybe then we wouldn't have expected to go better than nine seven this year, like you promised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, Hitori Hanzo, twenty eighteen in review. We own New England. It's the only week I'll remember. That's a good one to have. <laughs> and the Packers. Yeah, you beat the Packers. Yeah, that's a good one. And all right, with that, we're going to call it a show this week. Thank you all for calling in and taking part. Uh, remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit. Give us your feedback. Let us know uh, areas you think we can improve. This is a community-owned show, and if you want to own it, you've got to help it. Also, don't forget to uh, give us the reviews, the five-star reviews, though, in the iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, all those places. That's where we like to get those those handy reviews. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As little as a dollar a month gives you access to all kinds of cool additional content beyond the normal podcasts. And if you just want to hang out, I mean, don't don't go to the post-game stuff on Facebook, but you can see us there. The post-game stuff is is, is stage four. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. And on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. Give us a, a big follow there. DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see Trev. With my tearaway pants on standby. Nice, nice. All right, give us a call on <laughs> Skype. Uh, Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. Call the account Detroit Lions podcast or use the Lions line 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Give us a call. We'll get you on the weekly show. And also, don't forget to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the subscribe button. Subscribe to the podcast. That way, we can all come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. We lose every way. We lose every way. You're nothing special. We lose every way. We lose every way.